Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in, Friday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. IU and Kansas on tap for Saturday afternoon, a fairly early tip at noon. That's because uh, Lawrence, Kansas is on Central Time. Another big, challenging road non-conference game for Indiana to see if they can bolster their NCAA tournament resume in a big way before the first of the year and Big Ten Conference play resumes. I think one of the big storylines, and we talked a lot about this yesterday on the show, is Jalen hood Shafino. He was supposed to make his uh, debut or re-debut practicing for Indiana yesterday. Been shooting around a little bit this week, but is he healthy to go? Is he back to full strength? Does he see limited minutes, or is he out for a fourth consecutive game? I think the latter there. Him being out uh, for the entire contest obviously would not be good for Indiana in that challenge, but definitely a big one coming up. And then I hate to say this, but it, it's not as exciting the rest of the year. A lot of cupcakes the rest of the way. And then, of course, it'll get uh, thrilling again when we get back to Big Ten action uh, to start uh, there near the first of the year. Glad to have you with us for this Friday program. Let's take a look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, IU-Kansas discussion. Big, big win by UofL Volleyball last night. CC Rush, Providence alumni, uh, stepping up big for the cards in that five-set thriller. So we'll talk about that. Also, uh, a little a couple notes from high school hoops yesterday, and we'll take a look at the schedule tonight, which is highlighted by Providence and Floyd Central here on this Friday, December 16th. Later in the show, we'll be joined by Dylan Wallace. Dylan is the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he's with us Mondays, or I should say Fridays. I got the wrong end of the week there as we talk IU basketball, football, and just really college hoops in general as well this time of year. So Dylan will be with us today uh, for an extended segment. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are still being offered. You can dine in. Take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is always open during our program. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. On the Thornton's text line, you can send in IU comments, predictions on Saturday, uh, local stuff, high school basketball, questions for our guests. 
whatever you want to talk to or talk about, it's a great way to share your input here on our show each day. Also at Thornton's right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And let's take a look at some of the headlines today. As we do that, let me first remind you, high school basketball tonight on the Big X, Providence and Floyd Central. John Spears filling in for me. He'll have the call tonight with pregame coverage beginning about 7.15 and tip-off in that contest. Another rivalry game tonight here on the Big X is 7.30. I think it'll be a good game. Providence would be my pick as the favorite. They are shorthanded right now. Casey Kalen is out for some time with a wrist injury. That's the latest from Coach Ryan Miller. But Floyd Central struggled last weekend. Their guards really struggled against New Albany with turnovers. They lost that rivalry game by four points then went on the road down to Castle Saturday and got wiped away by the night. So we'll see if Providence and Floyd Central is close in these rivalry games. They just have a different feel. I do think it'll be a close game tonight one way or the other, but a big one. Should be a great crowd. Lots of students involved in this one. Providence, Floyd Central, one of the great matchups locally, really regardless of the sport, always one that the communities get involved in, and we look forward to being out there tonight for the broadcast of that game. A couple other headlines to pass along. Obviously, all the attention is on Indiana and Kansas on Saturday. It's going to be a big one and a tough test for Indiana. We'll see how the Hoosiers do, but that's what these games are all about getting set up and prepared for a very grueling and physical, rough-and-tough Big Ten schedule. And so I'm really curious to see how Indiana bounces back from the Arizona contest out in Las Vegas. But I didn't realize this 15th series uh, game in the series between these two storied programs in college basketball. Of course, Kansas is the defending national champions. And all-time, Indiana leads the series with eight wins and six wins for the Jayhawks. And also, IU defeated Kansas to claim national championships way back in 1940 and also way back in 1953. Those were their first head-to-head meetings there, big ones with the national championship on the line. So not only have these two programs been great throughout the years, Kansas obviously has continued its greatness as recent as last season, but they've had some big matchups over the years. And Indiana won the last contest before uh, between the, the two as well. Uh, so another big game coming up. There is no question about that for Indiana uh, and a big road test before they get ready for Big Ten play. You know, the Jayhawks are led by Jalen Wilson, who is averaging 22.1 points per game, plays out on the wing. He's a four and has really been good for Kansas. They've got a number of players to watch out for. Grady Dick and K.J. Adams, the big six-seven sophomore, who probably will guard Trace Jackson Davis. We talked some about his role on the Kansas team yesterday. Those are the three big names, I think, to pay attention to. But I tell you, Jalen Wilson, I had forgotten out of high school he actually signed to play Big Ten basketball. He was slated to play 
for John Beeline at Michigan. And that's right around the time that Beeline made the kind of surprising jump to the NBA, which gave him the opportunity to reopen his recruitment, to back out of his national letter of intent with Michigan, and then ultimately choose the uh, Jayhawks as well. Grady Dick, a five-star prospect coming out of high school basketball. In his first 10 games, he's been really good. Six foot eight, he's shooting 46.6% from three-point land and is second on the team in scoring right behind Wilson. He's at 15.4 points per game. And then again, K.J. Adams, six foot seven from Texas, probably going to guard T.J.D. or have some role in the scheme that Kansas puts towards slowing down or trying to stop Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, Adams uh, 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 limited somewhat on the offensive touches that he's had, but he is shooting around 70% on two-pointers, but he's just 8 for 21 from the free throw line. So those are the three big names as you think about the Jayhawks and the high level of competition that they'll bring to the Hoosiers this weekend. Also, last night, college volleyball, local connection, C.J. Rush of Providence, or excuse me, C.C. Rush of Providence and the Cardinals won an absolute thriller. It took five sets to do so, but they really got it really got it rolling in that fifth and final set if you were able to stay up late enough and watch it. The match didn't start until around 9.40, 9.45, and it was a late night on Thursday, but 15-2 in that fifth and final set to boost Louisville Volleyball to the national championship game on Saturday night out in Omaha, Nebraska. Louisville's record is now 31-2, and and they're going to take on another number one seed in Texas, who is 27-8 in that championship game Saturday night, uh, 8 o'clock, ESPN2. First time that uh, an ACC team has ever made it to the national championship game. I thought that was interesting. Uh, But uh, CC Rush, the local connection there, uh, didn't record a statistic in the match on Thursday, but was involved and saw action in all five sets for the Cardinals. And uh, kind of an interesting match last night for the Cardinals because Pittsburgh, a member of the ACC conference, and I think they split during the regular season. Of course, Louisville won the big deciding factor uh, that final four game last night. So now Louisville has their hands full against a very tough Texas team who was a winner over San Diego in the first semifinal last night. I tell you what, you know, high school volleyball, as we always talk about, has been really good in this area. I didn't watch any of the first match. I watched as much of the Louisville match as I could before uh, I fell asleep, to be quite honest. But college volleyball, my goodness, it's played at a high level. And it is interesting. It is fun to watch. It keeps you locked in. I'm sure knowing some players or having a connection to the team obviously adds to it. But really impressed last night and neat to see local product CC Rush get a chance now to play for an NCAA championship on Saturday night. Keep in mind that Allie Stumler of uh, Christian Academy in New Albany helped Kentucky to an NCAA championship back in 2021. And, of course, that year the Wildcats defeated Texas in that big championship game. So we'll see if the Cardinals and CC can have the same luck against Texas in this upcoming championship game on Saturday night. But definitely huge win for Louisville Volleyball last night, and congratulations to CC Rush. Also, big high school girls basketball game on Thursday night. Providence got a big win at New Albany, the final score 
59-49 in that contest. The Pioneers 6-5 on the season. New Albany just 1-13 on the year. Addison Smith, she's a youngster for Providence. She led the Pioneers with 21 points, uh, and the rest of the scoring very balanced for Providence, but that's a big win on the road for Providence. And uh, a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. Don't forget, coming up this weekend, two high school games on the Big X. Tonight, it's Providence and Floyd Central. John Spears will have the call. The pregame coverage begins at 7.15, and the tip-off in that contest is 7.30. On Saturday night, we've got Silver Creek hosting Bedford North Lawrence. It'll be my first look at the Dragons this year. And we'll have that game as well, 7-15, the pregame coverage. And the tip-off in that contest will take place right around 7-30. So join us for both of those games tonight. John Spears, the call tonight. I'll be back on Saturday with the call of the Silver Creek game and looking forward to uh, bringing you a couple big high school games this weekend and uh, kick-starting it tonight with Providence and Floyd Central. Of course, Silver Creek and Jeff also on the docket tonight. There are some other good Friday games. i tell you what, New Albany, who is undefeated, is going to take on Orleans. 1A school, but a very good school is Orleans. Very competitive 1A school this season. So I think the Dogs will have a challenge. Orleans will be very methodical, play team basketball. They've got a great coach in Tom Bradley, who's been a high school basketball coach in our state for many years. And so that probably tonight, I think has a chance to be a very competitive game. And I'm told the Bulldogs are supposed to have Justin Carter back and likely Chase Lush back tonight as well. Justin had been out because of a team uh, breaking a team rule. Chase had been out because of an injury uh, from the football season. But he's got his practices in and should be ready to go here on this Friday night. One other note as we get out of here to break. Uh, didn't catch this Big Ten score until yesterday afternoon, but Maryland, who was in the top 25 of the most recent AP poll, they not only lost a future Big Ten member UCLA, but they were trampled 87-60, the final score on Wednesday night. And I believe that was a home game for Maryland. So Maryland trailed by as many as 38 points, ended up losing by 37 points. Definitely did not see that one coming, at least by that margin, but a huge, and not in a good way, big loss at home uh, for the Maryland Ball Club. We'll head to a break. We'll come back with Dylan Wallace. Dylan is sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he's with us to talk IU basketball, the Big Ten college hoops, and more. We'll cover a lot of ground in the next segment. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Providence at Floyd Central tonight on the Big X. Pre-game coverage at 7.15. Uh, Tip-off in that contest around 7.30. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question on the Hoosiers 
or anything you want us to bring up, you can send a message in and we'll take a look at it. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with me on Fridays. We talk IU hoops and college basketball and so much more. And Dylan, I know we all want to talk about the IU-Kansas game, and we'll get there in just a moment. But I was talking in the first segment about watching the NCAA volleyball Final Four yesterday, which uh, Louisville has a local product from Providence High School and CC Rush. I'm going to tell you what, that is high-level volleyball, and I think it would be very easy to just be a fan of college volleyball. If I had the time uh, watching that fast-paced action, uh, it's exciting stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been to a fair share of college volleyball games. You know, I covered the IU volleyball team when I was in college and always kind of had a fun time at that. Um, and you look at some of the environments that a lot of these teams can draw. You know, I, I know how good some of the Big Ten teams are, you know, whether it's Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota. Um, you know, all, all these kind of schools can draw just some incredible um, volleyball environments and you know, like you said, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you watch these tournament games, it's kind of the high level, the fast pace, the energy that everybody has with it. Um, you know, some of my friends who follow it were kind of texting about how Louisville um, kind of really turned it on toward the end last night to, to get the win in advance. So um, it's, been, it's been really fun to watch. And you know, I, I think I actually watched Louisville play Kentucky um, earlier in the season because it was on ESPN, so I kind of flipped it on. Went to five sets. You know the environment was really fun, but Louisville just looked really, really good. So, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they got a, they have a good shot here to potentially win it all. And, you know, I know the Kentucky team just did that a, a couple years ago. I think it was 2019. So, uh, Kentucky's having or the state of Kentucky's having a nice run here with uh, some of their volleyball powerhouses, which is which is cool to see. But yeah, college volleyball is a lot of fun. Um, you know, I recommend anybody who you know if it doesn't sound too too interesting, I guess maybe it's not it's everything that everyone wants to go watch, but. Uh, there's some fun environments. There's some there's some good action, and you know it's not boring. You know it's it's action nonstop, stuff going on, big blocks, big kills. You know some diving diving digs, stuff like that. So a lot of a lot of fun stuff. It's a fun sport, and um, you know it, it, I've had my fair share kind of being around it and covering it. So I always enjoyed that aspect of it. And um, you know we're we're near the end here, so um, it should be exciting to, to close it out coming up here. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, huge game for Indiana. Another tough challenge on the road. It's the final real important, interesting, tough non-conference game, whatever word you want to use to describe it. This Indiana team, from what you've seen so far, can they win a game like this on the road, not on a neutral court, but a true road game for this team? Can they go in and knock off a Kansas-level team? I think they can. Um, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily compare this to the Xavier game. You know, I think we all—I mean, we all—we all know that Kansas and Xavier are on sort of different levels. But I was at that Xavier game. It was—it was a pretty really good. It's a really good environment, even though there were a lot of Indiana fans there. Um, obviously, it was heavily favored towards Xavier, and you know they were able to kind of have to handle the adversity of some of that stuff. They got down nine early in the first half and battled back, and you know they had a lead. They kind of blew it, but they hung on to win at the end. So I think they're—they're they're capable. Um, and, you know, obviously the other tough road game they had was Rutgers. And, you know, there's something about that team that Indiana uh, struggles against. But, you know, I think I think they're capable of doing it. But um, it, it's just going to, you know, what I'm looking at, number one, is, is can they just get off to a better start than they did against Arizona. Obviously getting down 27 to 9 or whatever it was is it's not, a, not a formula to, to, to be successful at all. And, you know, if they get off to a better start, and they're kind of in the game, um, and you kind of just, if you, if you prevent Kansas from going on, 10-0 run, uh, 
12 2 run, you know, stuff like that where, you know, you get the, get the crowd really into it. They really start getting going. You know, if you can avoid kind of those situations, I think you have a pretty good chance to stay in the ball game. And obviously the big thing um, is just as Jalen Hojifino plays. I think, you know, we, we haven't seen him and we saw him play against Xavier, but we haven't seen we didn't see him against Rutgers, we didn't see him against Arizona. Um, we saw what he did against North Carolina. Just having a player like that uh, could be a really could be a big game changer. So you know, hopefully he's able to suit up and go. But if not, it's going to be make things a little bit more difficult. But um, like I said, if they get off to a better start, and you know, if they shoot the ball as they did against Arizona, that'll certainly help. And you know, I know Kansas is not as big as a team as Arizona was, so you know, they're a little bit smaller. So maybe that helps out. Uh, trades and race, maybe that helps Indiana kind of clean up the boards a little bit better than, they, than they've been doing the last couple games. So um, there's a lot of things that can go into it. But, yeah, overall, I do think they're capable of winning a game like this. Um, it's going to be a cool experience for them to play and Fog Allen and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how they do it. You know, it, you know these, these, these were the four kind of big games that we all talked about in the non-conference. And, you know, they're 2-1 and one right now with a chance to go 3-1. and one. So that they'd be a really positive sign. And, um, you know, I think Kansas is, is starting to – play really well as of late they just smoked missouri last weekend at missouri um you know they 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 beat tennessee um and in one of the i don't know tennessee beat them i can't remember i think tennessee beat them so forgive me on that one but you know they, they've played some good competition already as well so um it should be a fun matchup i think Indiana definitely has a has the capability of winning if they get blown out i'll be pretty disappointed i think this could be a close fun game dylan wallace sports editor of the seymour tribune you know i didn't realize until earlier that kansas's key player uh, was a former Michigan commit, so probably good, or actually signee before John Beeline bounced to the NBA. So probably good for IU fans that they'll only see Jalen Wilson once this season as a Jayhawk rather than as a Wolverine. But he really, if you look at his scoring, his stats, very productive season so far. He's a four, kind of a wing player, averaging over 22 points a game, very effective while on the on the floor for Kansas. Yeah, he's been awesome. Um you know, I remember. I remember. You know, he's out, he's on the team last year that won the national title game. But you know, they had certain they had different guys like you know Christian Brown and um, Azabuki who were kind of their main players, their main scorers. But every time I watched them, Jalen Wilson kind of really stood out as just kind of a really good kind of glue guy, a good player. He could get a bucket if you needed him to, but he wasn't really like the scorer that he has been this season. This season, he is he is absolutely their guy. He's the guy for them that gets them the you know gets them all the points. He does a lot of things for them. So. Uh, he's really taking a step forward, and um, you know I think he's I think he's actually you know in the conversation for you know player of the year just just with how he started this season. So he's going to be a really tough guard. Um, you know I, I'm I'm guessing maybe this is I think Race Thompson will probably start on him. Um, and, and you know we've seen Race kind of struggle with guys who are a little bit quicker, a little bit smaller than him, and, and that's what Wilson kind of profiles as. He's he's not as big as Thompson, but he's definitely quicker. He's definitely got a really good handle on the ball. So. That might be a tough matchup for race. You know, this is a game where you have a little, you know, a little bit more of an athletic guy like Jordan Geronimo come in and potentially guard him. Not sure. So yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a tough matchup for Indiana just because he is a little bit small on the smaller side, but it does play kind of that forward position. So uh, it's going to be, you know, a tough matchup. But um, yeah, he's been awesome for them, and I think you know their biggest thing is also just kind of you know limit the shooters. You know, the guys 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 got they have guys like Grady Dick who can really let it up from the outside. Um, their point guard, Juan Harris, not the best shooter, but he's just a really good point guard. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you got to try to limit limit them from the outside. Um, just try to guard Wilson one on one the best you can, and um, try to limit his damage that way. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a fun matchup, I think. And 
I'm excited to kind of see how India tries to attack it. You know, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I don't know if they're necessarily similar players, but similar kind of size in the position was when Penn State had Lamar Stevens. Uh, he was a little bit of a smaller size four who was quicker than Race, but Race did a really good job guarding him. So, you know, I look back at that game and think, hey, you know, this is this was a guy that was a little bit undersized four who could take guys off the dribble. But Race did a nice job kind of staying in front of him and guarding him that way. So um, hopefully you kind of lean on that and hope that Race can do the same thing against Wilson. But he's been awesome this year, um, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. So I'm sure, uh, you know, he'll he'll get plenty of touches and plenty of opportunities on, or tomorrow. Dylan, can this team get back? to the defensive level that they've been, maybe the North Carolina game or some of the other big games. I thought that slipped considerably against Arizona, but I think they've got to return to that level to have a chance to be in the game to win the game on the road. Yeah, uh, I think that they can, but it's been a little disappointing just to see how they've defended um, late as of late. And, you know, I, I think they defended fine in that Rutgers game, but they just couldn't finish the possession by getting a rebound. And, we saw similar things in Arizona a little bit. Um, you know, you can play great defense, but if you don't secure that defensive board and another team gets another shot at it, it's just so hard to, to, to be able to win that way. And, you know, I think that, that starts with kind of finishing, reba- finishing rebounding. And then also, you know, I just think, I, you know, you want to see them kind of get up in guys a little bit more. I think Arizona guards had a lot of time. You know, Woodson talked about how, you know, they went, Indiana guys went under ball screens when they shouldn't have, and it led to open threes. They kind of helped too much off of an action to kind of dig down and it led to an open three. There's certain game plan mistakes that Woodson talked about that he said, you know, they didn't execute correctly against Arizona, which led to some of those open looks that, that the Wildcats had. So, you know, I, I think I think they can get back to it, but you're right. You know, they're going to have to play really good defense tomorrow uh, against Kansas. And I want to see them, you know, I was listening to something, you know, a podcast the other day about just kind of this game, and, and they were talking about how, you know, Indiana, you know, they're, they, they're kind of looking for a bounce-back game while Kansas is kind of riding high. So, you know, you're hoping Indiana's kind of the aggressor here. They're kind of come out and get up in Kansas, try, try to just jump on them from the start um, because, you know, we've seen Indiana get jumped from the start the last couple games that they've lost. So, you know, you're hoping Indiana kind of brings the intensity and it starts on the defensive end. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen them. What they did against North Carolina was, was really impressive. So this team is definitely capable of, of kind of ranching up that defensive intensity. Um, it's just a matter of doing it. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, they still have a you know, top probably 20, 30 defense right now. But um, it's definitely taken a hit the last couple games. And, and you're hoping they can kind of get back to it. And no better time to start than Saturday. You know, if you're able to make a good statement this Saturday – um, it, sh- it should be a really good thing for them, really good momentum to carry them forward into a, kind of a window where there's not a whole lot of games. The two that they play before Big Ten play are going to be easy ones, so it's a good time to get healthy and just kind of rest up before Big Ten starts. So um, this this would be a great a great win for them to, to get tomorrow, and um, you know they're going to have to bring on the defensive end. I think they're definitely capable of doing it, but um, we're just going to have to see if, if they're kind of locked in the game plan and don't have kind of those mental mistakes that they had against Arizona. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, joining me here on this Friday edition of the program. We're talking a lot about Indiana and Arizona on Saturday. Question for you on Jalen hood Shafino. We know that he was supposed to at least attempt to practice yesterday with the team. It sounds like, according to Mike Woodson, that he had shot around earlier in the week. But yesterday was going to be a big day for him, I think, to see if he can go Saturday. And if so at what percentage he might be available to go for the Hoosiers. I know that there's been no word slip out of practice from yesterday, but boy, Hood Shafino could be very important. Even, I don't want to say this, but an unhealthy or a not full strength Hood Shafino could be important to Saturday's result. 
Right, just having them on the floor in general um, is just a different kind of look that, that it gives the team. And, you know, maybe he's not 100%, but maybe he still can do a bunch of the, a bunch of the other things that he can, you know, like pass the ball, kind of get guys in the action. Maybe he can knock down a couple shots. But, yeah, you know, they say they're going to kind of let him, like, bang bang around a little bit, kind of get, get physical with certain guys yesterday and to see how he kind of felt. After practice, probably to see more so how he feels today. Do you feel fine? Do your back still kind of hurt? You know, are you able to kind of go through it? Um so, you know, that part of it is going to be interesting. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, I think even before yesterday, Woodson said, you know, he, earlier this week he was kind of shooting around a little bit but wasn't doing a whole lot else, no, no kind of contact stuff. And, you know, before this week I don't think he was really on the practice floor at all. So it was clearly bothering him. But, you know, hopefully he was able to kind of uh, rest up for a little bit and he's kind of easing back into it this week. And you know, it'd be great to see him on the floor on Saturday because, um, you know, they really they could really use him. Um, is just kind of a playmaker as sort of a, a calming guard, a calming presence. I thought, I, I think Trey Gallo and Tamar Bates have done okay as secondary ball handlers, but um, you kind of saw them get, you saw Trey Gallo kind of get sped up. You saw, I mean, even when Xavier Johnson gets sped up, you had the luxury of maybe pulling him out for a couple minutes or just kind of deferring to, to, to Hood Chifino and, and it would be okay. So to have a guy like that on the floor uh, would be huge for this team. So it would be nice if he can get out there. And, and like I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, you know this this is a, an interesting stretch for Indiana because after this game, they don't play till what the twenty third, and then they they won't play till a little bit after Christmas, and like it's only two games in the next couple weeks, and then they don't play again until January fifth at Iowa. So they, they they don't have a whole lot of games coming up after this. So is it something where you really want to rest them and just make sure he's fine, or do you just play him and know that he'll have a lot of time to to get? Um, a little bit more healthier after that. I'm not sure kind of what's, what, what's how they're looking at approaching it, but it's definitely the, the, the schedule is set up in a way where there's going to be a lot of time for, for a little bit of rest here uh, coming up for some of these guys to kind of try to get healthier. So you know, I don't know if you try to use that just as more time for Jalen or you let him play and, and know that he's had more time to, to get healthy. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, I'd love to see him on the floor tomorrow. You know, he's, he's, he's a really great player, and, um, you know, you know he, he, he's what kind of makes this Indiana team a little bit different. And, um, you know, to have a guy like him on the floor. And we saw what he did against North Carolina, how he just kind of got Indiana off to that great start. And they were really able to feed off that and just kind of explode from there. So um, it'd be nice to have him. These kind of the high-profile games that everyone's going to be watching, too, so to get him on a national stage would be good for him just in general as well. So uh, I'd love it. So hopefully he's feeling good today after yesterday's practice and can go tomorrow. It'd be, it'd be nice to see. All right, Dylan Wallace, my guest. Dylan, I think I saw Coach Woodson in his uh, uh, pregame availability for the Kansas game yesterday morning, he, he was asked about Logan Duncombe. I know Logan has been sick and missed a few games and got a little bit of time early in the season and actually kind of opened some eyes there. But uh, Coach Woodson yesterday mentioned that he still has plans for Logan Duncombe. Did you see those comments? And I wonder how we could see Logan maybe be worked into some sort of rotational minutes for IU. I saw the comments um I'm not sure. It'll be it'll be interesting. I think maybe in the Big Ten against a Zach Eady or against you know a Hunter Dickinson, where you maybe need some more bodies. Um, if some guys get in foul trouble, maybe that's a scenario where he can come in. But um, you know, like I doubt we'll see him tomorrow against Kansas. You know, like I said, Kansas is a little bit of a smaller team, and I think Woodson really trusts um, kind of the, the, those four guys he has right now um, playing in the front court with Trace Race. Malik Renew, who he said he's going to let play through kind of some of the foul trouble he's been getting in, so he'll be playing a little bit more. And then Jordan Geronimo, who um, kind of had an interesting year so far, you know, maybe not playing as much as everyone thought he would, maybe not having an impact the same way everyone thought he would, but 
you know, I think there's still going to be moments for him this season where he can come on. So I don't know where they're going to fit Logan into that. Um, but, you know, if I have to point to anything, it'd be like I said, I think, you know, there's a potential for him to play against an ED where you need another bigger body. You know, Logan's definitely big and long and kind of lengthy and could maybe bother him. So, you know, maybe you try to use him in, in some of those games. But um, I think Woodson's pretty comfortable with, with that front court rotation he has right now. Um, I'd be kind of, I'd be probably a little bit surprised um, if, if Logan started to get it, get some minutes. But you know, we did hear during the offseason that he was really starting to, to show some good things and some good signs. So you know, maybe him just being sick is the reason why, and maybe you know now that he's getting more healthy, there's a potential for him, and it'd be nice to see. You know, it'd be nice to see what he has to show. But um, I, I just think Woodson's pretty comfortable with those guys he's got right now. But um, I'd definitely be curious about it if it happens. But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 curious to see what happens going forward with him, but. I think uh, I think we'll probably just keep seeing the same stuff out of these guys. Dylan, I talked a little earlier today about the history of the Indiana-Kansas series. The Hoosiers actually have the all-time lead, eight wins for the Hoosiers, six for the Jayhawks. I did not talk, though, about the last meeting, other than the fact Indiana won that matchup. I said November 11, 2016, it was the Armed Forces Classic game out in Hawaii. It was hosted by Navy, and it was the 75th anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Uh, remember that game when uh, uh, James Blackman Jr. went crazy in the second half? I think he had 22 of his 26 points. After halftime, as Indiana ended up winning 103-109, it was an overtime contest game. That was a, a fun game, uh, and I can remember that. Uh, it's hard to believe it was uh, that long ago. It was a lot of fun. It was my freshman year, so that was the first basketball game, IU basketball game that I watched um, being kind of a student. So I remember, you know, like Curtis Jones hit like a big shot in overtime, and, you know, a lot of the freshmen like Devontae Green, Deron Davis, like those were freshmen at the time, and, you know, they started to play a little bit. You know, that team was that team was really fun, especially early in the year, you know, they, when they beat Kansas and they, they beat North Carolina at home. Um, I think they got ranked up to number three in the country, and everything was great. And then OG and OB got hurt, and things kind of fell off the rails. They missed the tournament, so that so that was really unfortunate. But um, yeah, the start of that year was was a lot of fun, and uh, that Kansas game was awesome. They kind of had like those um, like special uniforms that they both teams wore too during the game, um, and yeah, it went to overtime. Super exciting. So uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know these are two schools that everyone is is all, are always kind of interested in. These are two of the bigger programs in, in college basketball. So anytime that they can match up against one another. Um, it's kind of must-see TV, and um, you know we have a great slate of college basketball tomorrow. And Indiana, Kansas is kind of that is kind of the first game that kind of kicks things off for everybody. So you know after them you got games like um, you know I think you got what Ohio State and uh, North Carolina. You got Kentucky and UCLA. Um, you got a couple other ones. I think Gonzaga plays somebody good. Houston plays somebody good. It's, so there's a lot of top 25-ish matchups um, going on tomorrow. So. Uh, it's going to be great, and Indiana, Kansas, like I said, kicks things off. So everyone's probably going to be locked into that. Um, I think they play the same time as the Colts, so I'm sure um, there's going to be a lot of places in Indiana that got both games up uh, at the same time. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and you know that, that game in 2016 was was, was delivered uh, to the fullest extent. So I ho- hopefully, hopefully tomorrow's game delivers as well. I, like I said, I I'll be pretty disappointed if Indiana gets blown out tomorrow because I do think they're they're good enough to compete. I think Kansas, although are, is a really good team and really talented, um, I'm not sure they're – I think Arizona is definitely the best team Indiana's played so far, and I think Arizona is better than Kansas, and I think Indiana should have a chance to compete tomorrow at Kansas, even though it's on the road in a true road environment. It's not neutral court or anything. I think they have a good chance, and, I, and I'm excited. And I think, you know, after losing that Arizona game, I think this is a team that, 
you know, was able to kind of channel certain disappointments and channel just certain things and kind of try to turn it and use it as motivation because just the way, you know, a lot of these players have talked about their mindsets this year, just the way that, you know, Woodson seems to carry himself. Um, you're hoping you're hoping they're able to kind of set things, get things right, come out with a lot of energy and passion and uh, get things going. I think it's a big point of emphasis to not start out the way they did against Arizona. They don't want to dig themselves in a hole. Um, but, you know, you saw the fight they showed to try to get back in that game. And, you know, if you can play like that and, and continue to fight uh, just – right from the jump and not dig yourself in a hole, you should be able to be competitive. So I'm excited for the game tomorrow. I think it should be close, and, um, you know, hopefully they, they can pull out a win. It'd be, it'd be much needed for them. It'd be, it'd be a nice kind of confidence booster before you get into conference play. I'm glad you mentioned the slate for tomorrow. Indiana, Kansas, noon. Gonzaga, Alabama, one. Houston, Virginia, two. North Carolina, Ohio State at three. UCLA and Kentucky at 515. And then a good nightcap, Tennessee at Arizona, ten thirty. And I think bowl games start soon, right? Yeah, I think there's so, two. I think there's a couple games tonight, and then yeah, there'll be some more tomorrow as well. So a fun time for sports and a huge lineup of college basketball coming up on Saturday. That Indiana Kansas game really gets it tipped off for the day. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Before I let you go, I want to talk a little basketball, high school basketball with you. Uh, Hoosier Hills Conference basketball. I've had a chance to see New Albany, Floyd Central, and Jeffersonville so far. You're kind of on the other end of things in the Seymour area. I know you've had a chance to see the Owls and others so far this year, but I tell you, I think from what I've seen early on, I like Jeff's chances to be competitive in the conference as they move on. So many youngsters that are getting starting assignments and lots of minutes, but I think that the conference could be open and have a number of teams that maybe could make a push for a HHC crown when we get to the latter part of the season. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I, just, I saw Jeff last set or last, no last last Friday last Saturday. It was one of the two days they played Seymour. They hosted them and they looked really good. And I remember that they played them in the in the sectional game as well. I believe last season and. You could tell just kind of the talent that Jeff had, and I would kind of look at the grades and be like, "Oh, these kids are all going to be, you know, coming back." So, you know, you kind of—I I had a feeling that they could be pretty solid, and they've obviously gotten off to a good start. And you know, uh, other than that, that's the only conference team Seymour's played so far. Uh, they play Jennings County tomorrow. I know you and I talked a little bit in the offseason how we think Jennings County could be a potential conference favorite. So excited to kind of see what they look like tomorrow because they were a really young team last last year that played really well. So. Excited for, for that, but yeah, it's, it seems like it's been a, a fun start so far. Uh, struggle for Seymour, they haven't won a game yet, they're like 0-5, so that's, it's not been good, not been a great start for them, but uh, hopefully they can kind of try to turn things around. But, um, you know, I also cover Brownstown Central, and um, as you know, you know, Jack Benner and, and uh, Coach Benner and those guys over there have, have been really fun to watch so far this season. Um, I think, you know, when people talk about the, the, the state race for, for 2A, uh, Brownstown Central's mentioned a couple times, which, which is pretty fun for me. Uh, if I can cover a team that goes on a run like that, that'd be great. But they, they've been really, really exciting so far. So, you know, in addition to, to kind of the Hoosier Hills, I get to see uh, them play a lot as well. So I've had a fun start to it. And obviously, you know, the girls' season's been like flying by. I feel like they've, you know, they're already, you know, over 10 games in uh, for a lot of these teams. So, uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna pick up here. I'm excited for some of the holiday tournaments coming up. You know, I, I get to go to the Toby Yoho at Eastern Green. Uh, Brownstown competes in like the North Davies or boys do, where there's a lot of good teams. So holiday tournaments are always kind of fun to go to as well. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and you know, I think Jeff's good in the HHC, and and I think Jennings County will probably be good. And um, you know, I haven't seen Floyd yet, but you know, just you know, from what they did last year, I don't know if they lost a lot yet. So. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, it, sh- it should be a it should be a fun fun season uh, for all of us to kind of follow along. Absolutely, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, kind enough to be with us Fridays here on the program. Dylan, enjoy all this basketball this weekend. We'll catch up again next week. Yeah, will do. Thank you. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We'll head to a commercial break, come back with one final segment here on the program today and one final segment for the week. Stay with us. You're listening to a Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Friday program. Glad to have you with us. Boy, we enter a great weekend of college basketball. I was looking at some of the bowl games that Dylan mentioned in the last segment. There are a couple that get underway tonight. There obviously is a number of bowls on Saturday. The college basketball slate tomorrow that we ran through in the last segment, it really is as good as what I can imagine, to be quite honest with you, or can remember, to be quite honest with you. A really, really good slate of games. And it just so happens that Indiana and Kansas – has that earlier tip, 12 Eastern time, which is one central time out in Kansas. So that gets it a little earlier for us here in the Eastern time zone. But outstanding lineup of games, an outstanding sports weekend. You add in some high school basketball. I was just talking with producer Justin Kalen over the break. There have been so many good games this season. Some of them we've done on the radio. Some of them there have been conflicts with Indiana or other games that we cannot broadcast. But just being so busy, I've missed going to some games this year that I normally get out to and enjoy just seeing the area and taking in the, the popcorn and the sights and the scenes. So hope to, hope to get out a couple times this weekend. Definitely have uh, two games on the air. That's Providence Floyd Central tonight at 7.15 with John Spears. And then Silver Creek and Bedford North Lawrence on Saturday evening. Again, 7.15 pregame and 7.30 tip-off in that contest as well. But a busy weekend all the way around and a great sports weekend as well. I know there's some other big high school games coming up. I mentioned earlier in the week the King of the Bluegrass Holiday Tournament. It begins today over at Fairdale. Really no IU connections as far as recruits, and because of IHSA rules, it makes it really hard for Indiana teams to play in that tournament. Uh, but there's some out-of-state teams and a, high, a, a number of high-level players, both from Kentucky and from out-of-state. That's a, a great environment. We don't normally talk much about Louisville high school basketball being a great environment, but the king of the bluegrass really is. They pack them in. Most sessions over there are sellouts. They have two gyms going at once. If you've never been over there, I would suggest you check it out. It's it's worthwhile if you want to see some really good high school basketball on the Kentucky side of things. But some big high school games coming up on our side as well, some big holiday events that some of our local teams will be playing in. And I know New Albany going to host Gabe Cups in Centerville, Ohio, 
right after Christmas. I think it's like December 27th or December 28th. So that will be fun to see the future IU player uh, in action up close and personal. His Centerville team is off to a great start this year, expected to be one of the front runners to win a state championship in their respective class uh, over in Ohio. But uh, Gabe Cup's coming to the area over the holidays as well. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday edition of the program. I hope you have a great weekend. I want to wish best of luck once again to CC Rush of Providence and the University of Louisville volleyball team as they play for a national championship coming up on Saturday night. That also is in our big sports weekend as well. And the good news is we'll be back on Monday to recap everything. We'll break down the IU-Kansas game. We'll get you set for what's ahead with IU basketball. And we'll talk about all the local stuff as well. So hope you can join us Monday. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always catch us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. And that's going to wrap things up for this week. Have a great weekend. It's the holiday season. Enjoy yourself. We'll be back next week, I think most of the week, and uh, maybe pause on Friday because of Christmas. But we'll be back with you most of the week next week for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Have a great weekend. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. (laughs) 